Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Glad to have you tuning in once again to the Next Action Podcast. Today, we have my good friend, Wendy Maynard. Wendy uses her business profit formula to teach service-based business owners the fastest and most effective way to grow their companies to six, seven, and yeah, even eight figures. So she's rocking some pretty awesome stuff. She's helped thousands of people over the last two decades build highly profitable businesses, and she's used the same formula to grow her own multi-million dollar marketing firm and now her new six-figure business that focuses on creating premium signature offers, landing high-end clients, and building wealth from your business. Welcome to the show, Wendy. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much, Brian. It is great to be here. And hello to all the folks listening. Definitely. So like we said in the intro, 15 minutes. So we're burning through time. Let's hit it. So yeah, I love... Go ahead. I just said, let's do it. Let's do it. So I love the fact that you focus on all of the signature offers, premium, high end, and just wealth from your business. I think so many entrepreneurs struggle with self-worth, not charging enough. They used to work for company X and now it feels weird to ask for money at all. And they always just undercut before anybody even opens their mouth, right? Everybody is just like just digging a, a hole into <laughs> being poor forever. So I'm sure you've got a lot of stuff to say about that. So, I mean, obviously, unless you're just selling some sort of a uh, great sort of e-commerce system and have a massive volume, if you're an entrepreneur, you should be trying to go for top dollar, right? Tell us more about that. Yeah, thank you so much for asking about that. And so one of the things that I find is that there is a lot of fear around, one, just talking about money. So one of the things that I believe in is talking money early and often. And the reason is, is that clients really appreciate it. Prospects really appreciate it. We want to have honest conversations with our clients and come from a place, uh, you know, authenticity is a real big buzzword and transparency. And yet we don't come to the sales table being authentic and transparent if we're not talking about money. So that's the first thing. People have a lot of pre-programmed ideas from their family about talking about that. And so the next step, is charging a premium price and really delivering a transformational offer that brings real results to your clients. And this is true across businesses. There's so many business owners out there, so many entrepreneurs who settle at mediocrity. Why Why be mediocre? I mean, I love what you say in the beginning of your podcast. Let's all take our companies to greatness. And the thing is, most of your competitors won't. So you can easily set yourself head and, sh head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah, I count on people not striving for greatness. It's hilarious. You want to hear something funny? So right before, um, the day before we're recording this, somebody reached out to us. It was after business hours. And I would say within minutes, I was calling that guy on the phone and I threw him so off guard. He's like, wait a minute, you're the founder and you're calling me and at this time and this and that. The first thing out of my mouth is like, yeah, I believe in over delivering value. Why shouldn't you expect it? Just because the world sucks at <laughs> mediocrity. <laughs> across the customer journey. And of course, I'm going to have the dollar amount to back it up, right? I'm not going to be the cheapest on the block, but I feel like people are happy to pay a premium for actual service and actual value, which is over-delivering, not just talking a good game and everybody thinks it's cool to be an entrepreneur because it's 2019, right? That's right. Sweet. So tell us a little bit about what you've going on, what you've got going on right now in your situation. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, like you said in my introduction, I've been doing this type of work for almost two decades, um, just a little bit shy of that. I hate to say that because I feel so old and dated, but you know, it's it's true. Um, but I've worked with all different size companies to put together signature offers. And the thing is, is that there is real no good differentiator anymore um, in, in the world, right? We're all doing the same thing as plenty of other people. So the real differentiator is to start creating proprietary systems and signature offers, signature systems, things that are uniquely your own and any business can do this, but most people don't take the time to craft it. The other thing is a lot of times people are offering remarkable service, but they're not touting it and they're not calling it out as part of their sales process, as part of their customer service delivery. This hurts them with things like retention. They're not really taking on that um, sort of status of preeminence in their marketplace. They're not owning it. And so the real way to craft out your differentiation is by creating proprietary systems that you can deliver on a brand promise, and then also making sure that your clients are getting incredible results and charging a premium price for it. Just charging a premium price starts to lift you above the noise because there's few companies there's few entrepreneurs who are willing to do it. And um, paradoxically, what they're not realizing is that there's a lot of value that is placed on premium prices. So you can look at tons of psychological studies around this. But as buyers, we tend to perceive premium pricing as being high value. And there are a lot of um, there are a lot of buyers who want real results, and they they won't even talk to you if you come across as an order taker and a commodity. Yeah, and it sucks too. Who wants to be a gallon of milk on a shelf? It's not memorable. People don't look at the brand recognition. So a lot of people who race to the bottom, they may get lucky getting a client here and there, but who's going to come back to that? It's not going to be a memorable experience because it's just expediency and whatnot. Maybe if it's like an emergency service or something like that, that's one thing. But even those can be memorable. It just blows my mind how little people care about that craft. And I think a lot of personal branding... And business branding goes hand in hand with that. But I think you've covered that quite well, just in terms of uh, touting your success throughout the sales cycle. So what kinds of things are you and your company looking for out there in the world right now? So I feel like you've got the system, but where are people hearing about you? How are you and the brand becoming known? I mean, obviously you're on the podcast, so that'll go crazy. Just, you know, <laughs> a little bit. But what else outside of what we're doing right now are you really doing to help move the needle for you guys? Yeah, so I'm doing exactly what I teach my clients to do. And I, um, as you might guess, I'm a big proponent of systems. So in the very beginning, what I started with is a Facebook group. It's um, There's just a redirect at businessprofitengine.com. If anyone wants to join it, we'd love to have ambitious entrepreneurs in there. Um, but I started with that. And um, I kind of think of it like the the person in the circus who spins the plate, right? So you get one thing going as a system, get it ha having momentum, and then it doesn't take as much. You just have to give it a little push every now and again. It'll keep spinning. And then you add on your next plate, work on that, get it spinning. And so the first place that I was on social media to start marketing myself was in my Facebook group. From there, I expanded to my Facebook page, then my Facebook personal profile, more recently, I've really been enjoying the new way that LinkedIn has set up its algorithm. It was not uh, particularly useful a couple years ago, um, but now things are, are 
it's been it's sort of the place to party, right? LinkedIn has really changed um, changed what it does, and as opposed to just being an online resume and yellow book for finding professionals, now it's they put the social into it. They really have, and so I'm building up my presence there. And um, even more recently, I'm getting out on podcasts. So. Um, and then I have my home base of my website, my email list, and my blog. And so it sounds like I'm doing a lot, but it really is based on that principle, which I've built up over two years, which is you start at one place, get that plate spinning, then add to it, then add to it, then add to it. And so um, that's all the things that I'm doing. Oh, is that all? Just kidding. <laughs> Everybody who listens to the show would know that we'd be remiss without spending at least a little bit of time on LinkedIn. So I'm glad you went right into that. Facebook's cool. Facebook's awesome. As much as everybody's like, oh, I don't like Facebook. I don't trust it. Blah, blah, blah. People are hypocrites. People spend all day on Facebook. And you know that. And I know that. But LinkedIn is a whole other animal. It's fascinating, right? The fact that yeah. you already have... 600 plus million people on it. It's not a startup. It's 15 years old. It's not broke like all these websites that are going to shut down within a year of operation. Microsoft bought them for $26 billion for crying out loud. And they're just going crazy, adding all sorts of creator community tools, different things like that. Um, have you been finding actual business success on there? Or is it just kind of more brand permanence, personal branding so far? Yeah, I really... Um, so I've had success on LinkedIn in the past. I've helped a lot of my clients with it, but honestly, I have just only gone gangbusters again over the last two months. So I believe that I've gotten a client or two, but I have, you know, my presence is sort of increasing now. So it's um, it's hard for me to track exactly where someone saw me because they may see me or hear from me um, a number of different ways. So, you know, people watch my webinar, which I have on my website, they get on my email list, they join my Facebook group, they see me on LinkedIn. And so it's hard at this point for me to um, tell where I'm touching them. But I am super excited about all the connections. And like I said, I was really active on LinkedIn a couple of years ago in my marketing firm, um, and then came back to it more recently um, at the beginning of this year and have just been so pleased with the connections that I'm making with the um, the influencers that I'm touching with, you know, potential clients and and, and so on. Uh, it's It's been really fabulous. Awesome. And yeah, I was having a look at some of your content prior to us getting on the show. Uh, something that's a, a relatively new thing that LinkedIn's been rolling out that I think, given the way that you're process and system oriented and the way that people look for the the cadence and thought and form of your content. Something that I think might go real well with you is the whole document sharing feature. I find that LinkedIn algorithmically, at least while we're recording right now, <laughs> seems to be kind of the top of the heap, even greater than video and picture content. So if you've got something that's just like a multi-page PDF that really helps sell it and tell the story, that's something that will reach people far and wide and should probably get you direct business and um, algorithmically go viral in an organic nature. So that's something that I think you should definitely take a look at. Thank you. That uh, That is a great tip for me because I have not been using that feature. Now, that's, that's different from the articles, right? Uh, it, correct. So when you are going ahead and you're making new content, there should be a little document icon thing. So, and we can go through that after <laughs> as well, but I think uh, that's definitely something that I think will help you dramatically add to your arsenal and get known a lot better and faster on LinkedIn. So let's switch as we're kind of winding down the next few minutes. Yeah. Let's talk about 
the plague of the entrepreneurship world. And you know where I'm going, everybody. You know, Wendy. It's that horrible word. It starts with an H. Uh, dare I say it? Hustle. So let's talk about hustle. Let's everybody talk about hustle. <laughs> if we work ourselves to death and we work 20 hours a day and lack of sleep is our badge of honor, I don't think that's what leaves a legacy in this world. Just like how people can make positive and different incremental mindset shifts about stopping to make money a taboo, maybe we should stop fearing money, talk about it, and stop talking about hustle, right? So I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on it. Yeah. So um, there's a post that I did on, on LinkedIn, and it was uh, me uh, doing a rant about uh, the hustle, you know, have, have a vendetta um, against hustle. So the problem is, is that people think that hustle, it, it's become glorified. And so I blame, I blame folks like um, Gary Vee, uh, Grant Cardone. I mean, Grant Cardone brags about something like working 196 hours, or I, I don't, I don't know, you know. And Gary V brags about taking um, meetings at 11:30 at night as he is being shuttled home. I, I mean, it's just, it's just insane. And and I actually believe my print, my my philosophy is that as the CEOs of our business, whether it's a business of one or it's a business of 200, it's a business of, you know, 200,000, whatever, as the CEOs of our business, we are our best assets. And if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we have failing health, then our business fails, right? Because we are the ones who have to steward our mission, our values, our vision, we need to take care of our clients. And if we have a team, we have to take care of our team. And so if we're not balancing our lives, our personal relationships, our, our health, our fitness, taking the time to eat right and not eat a bunch of junk from um, the fast food and our health is failing, then we've just hurt our number one asset in our business. And so hustle Hustle does that, right? And and plus, it's not particularly effective. There's plenty of studies that you can look at that shows that we have a waning productivity after so many hours. If um, One of the things that I teach to my clients is always to ask yourself, is this the highest and best use of my time? Am I making the most money doing this activity? And if not, go ahead and either delay it. That's my least favorite option, right? But delay it if you can. Otherwise, delete it because there's a lot of things you're doing you don't need to be doing. Or you can delegate it. You can find someone who you can hire a contractor who can do it for you probably faster because that's what they specialize in and definitely um, more cheaply. And, and and even the things that you're doing at your house that may be adding to your busyness. So maybe you need a housekeeper or uh, someone who helps you cut your lawn. Well said. I think a lot of people want to look cool and not pay the price <laughs> correct. So yeah, what can you do? Well, I think we're doing it, right? We're, we're solving the world's problems 15-minute clips at a time. I Speaking of which, we're just hitting up against time here. So Wendy, it's been awesome having you on. And where can everybody find you out there? Um, the best place to find me is at my website, wendymaynard.com. I'm you know, also on LinkedIn and Facebook, pretty easy to find. And then, as I said, if anyone wants to jump into my group, we have a fantastic community of entrepreneurs. And um, the URL for that is businessprofitengine.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Wendy. Thank you so much, Brian.